Hey, ChatGPT, write a podcast outline on communication and relationships. What about therapy? All right, everybody. My name is Ian McFossum. And I'm Austin Ivey. And you are listening to the What About Therapy podcast. Yes, you are. And I thought <laughs> this would be a really fun episode. We were coming up with an episode. It was going to be on communication anyway. And we had an article ready to go, and we were about to start recording. And I was like, wait a second. I just want to see what Chat GPT would say if we wrote, if we asked it to make an outline for a podcast. And this is what it did. This is what it made. We haven't seen uh, what it made. We're just going to do a blind reaction and go through this episode like we made it. And we'll. <laughs> We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who don't know what ChatGBT is, ChatGBT or chat.openai.com, it's basically an, an artificial intelligence software that is algorithmic and is meant to, to mimic human conversation and essentially like takes from, I believe it's data caching and um, like basically pulls from the internet information that it finds and puts it into like a conversational yeah. type of outline. But you can basically tell it to do anything and it will tell you to do things. Like me and my friends were joking around one night and we had to write a movie script about our friend group. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was amazing. It was actually really good. That's um, funny. So yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to see what it says about communication, marriage communication. And we're going to debunk anything that needs to be debunked, add context, whatever needs to be added context, and maybe provide nuance wherever that is needed as well. So basically just give like a blind reaction as therapist students if whether or not yeah. this is, if chat GBT is accurate. Yeah. Because uh, ChatGPT can be really accurate, but it also can be very wrong very in a lot wrong, of instances. Lacking a lot of context. <laughs> yeah. But I I would imagine this is going to be pretty pretty good because pretty there's a stuff. lot of information on this out there in the world. And so I'd imagine that ChatGPT would know. So if you wanted to find out how you can increase communication with your spouse if you went to ChatGPT, would you learn healthy tools? Let's find out. All right, this is the title it gave, The Power of Communication, Building Stronger Relationships. That's amazing. Nice. Solid. <laughs> introduction. Okay, and there are bullet points between every, after every, every part here. So introduction. So we have introduced the importance of communication relationships and how it can make or break them. So yeah, totally true. I mean, if you think about really every problem that we encounter on a day-to-day -day basis, normally comes from lack of communication somewhere or lack of understanding, which is part of communication. So, really interesting. I agree. Austin, do you agree? I do agree. I was just Googling something. Um, oh, what are you Googling? I've seen if the bullet point number two is right. Um, so, because it says here, the second bullet point is share some statistics on the impact of communication on relationship status. And um, this is a, let's see, I'm trying to pull like actual good statistics from a website, but I don't know, this is... Don't trust this because it's not an accredited source. Um, <laughs> don't trust this. You can trust it, but it may not. Just don't take it. Let's see. The latest available data, 2019, divorce rate, the reasons were 73% of those surveyed was lack of commitment. 56% mentioned that there was problems with arguing too much. 55% mentioned some type of infidelity. And uh, so big ones in there. So unrealistic expectations yeah. is another one. High, another reason was unrealistic high. 45% of divorced couples in the survey mentioned that there was unrealistic expectations. And that's kind of regarding what we're talking about today. Yeah. So a lack of commitment, arguing too much. A lot of that has to do with communication problems. So communication, as the old cliche goes, like a marriage, marriage is ma made or broken by the, the commitment to communication between the couple. So mm -hmm. 
that's I'm sure we if we would put more time to this besides this chat GBT throwing a thing for us, we could have found some great statistics. But yeah. it is true and everything yeah. that I've learned in school so far. Um the foundation of a marriage is how a, a couple can communicate with one another. Yeah. You know, I heard something on the radio this morning. This guy said, you know, something becomes cheesy or cliche when it's all talk and no action. Hmm. Isn't that cool? Good point. I think so. Because, I mean, if you do something over and over again, you actually have benefits from it. People are like, oh, that's cheesy. Like, I mean, not really. Like, we've had all these benefits from it. And most likely that person that thinks it's cheesy is not uh, putting that into action. Hmm. So Good point. I see that true in my life anyway. Cliches are around for a reason. Right. All right, let's scroll down. Let's see what part one has to offer. See, I can... So part one, there's about three bullet points here. So the basics of communication is part one that tells us to do. First bullet point says define communication and its essential elements. Huh. I mean, what's funny here is that we, this, uh, the structure of this is actually the structure of most of our episodes anyway. I think it's funny how it did that. Maybe it pulled from what about therapy episodes? Probably did. And that was the data cache that they pulled from with our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, off the top of our head, define communication, it's essential elements. I mean, when you think of communication, we think of talking. Words that are said. Words that are said. However, a huge part of communication is actually listening. I love the phrase, two ears, one mouth. You're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. And I think if we did that more often, we would run into less issues in communication because we'd actually hear what the other person's trying to say and um kind of the second bullet point says discuss the different types of communication including verbal and nonverbal and that that those nonverbal and verbal are the essential elements of a conversation is that there is a a fair amount of confirmation that we all know that's there either sub like subliminally or, or subconsciously we all pick up on on nonverbal communication that'd be like body language tone of voice like uh, volume of voice, all types of different things that add to communication or <laughs> make it worse, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's the way that you make eye contact during a conversation. The way that you are communicating, um, I hate saying the word vibe, but it is, I mean, it's a good fit. It's for a this. vibe. It, what's your vibe as you're talking to your spouse? Are you putting off yeah. the um, the aura, the vibe, whatever you want to call it, the, putting off the message non-verbally that you want to listen to them? That's a very essential part of communication that it goes far beyond what you're actually just saying with your mouth is like, what are you doing with your body? What are you doing with the tone of voice? Are you looking at them when you're talking to them? Are you distracted while you're speaking to them? Are you doing something else? So there's a lot of different parts of communication that, that contribute to a healthy conversation and an unhealthy conversation. Yeah. And personally, I'm really bad at putting off the vibe of what I'm trying to actually portray. Like I'm really bad at it. I, most of the time when people are talking to me, they might think I'm annoyed or frustrated or not interested. And that's just a vibe I put out there. And that's something that I can do better on. And so just know that that's something you can change and you're not alone because I'm here. Hi, I struggle. (laughs) I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Share tips for active listening and effective speaking. This was actually, there were a bunch of tips and tricks here in this article from the Australian government. <laughs> it's a great article. So if you struggle with communication, mate, this is for you from down under. Down under. So <laughs> a couple uh, bullet points is keep comfortable eye contact. Now, I like the word comfortable because when we say keep eye contact, I think too many of us are always looking at people straight in the eyes and not like looking off sometimes. 
just know that you can look off sometimes and actually it's encouraged to maybe look up in the air as they're talking to you or as you're talking to them, not just constantly staring through their soul in their eyes because it can make it uncomfortable for people. I'm pulling from not not in this article. Sorry, Australians. Not Australian. Um, we had a great episode about the four pillars of a connected conversation. Go listen to it. It's with Tony Overbay. Amazing episode. Um, so a tip that outside of these bullet points that you should go read anyways is um, avoid um, ask uh, avoid making comments before asking questions. Mm. So yeah, if you're in a conversation and you're, it's it's a thing maybe you're confused about something you need clarification before you make a comment, make sure that you're asking questions. To clarify, if you don't understand something, ask a question. When it comes to actually listening, listen to what the person's saying rather than trying to think about what you're going to say to them in response. I think that's the, one of the biggest problems that a lot of people get into is that as someone's talking to them, I do. this is probably my biggest issue. That's why I'm saying that other people struggle with it is because I do, is that I will start thinking of my response while someone is still talking in front of me just because yeah. I get I have bad ADHD. That's pretty common with people with ADHD is... They either are thinking of the other person's response while they're while they're talking because they got bored, or they they finish what the other person is saying with what they think they're going to say. It's a pretty common mm. thing that people with ADHD do. So if you tend to do that, maybe have ADHD. Go get it checked out. Um, it's been helping me as I've gone through therapy for it. But anyways, um, avoid um, jumping to conclusions by making comments. Ask clarifying questions. Make sure you understand what the person is saying, so you can actively listen better to what they're trying to tell you. Yeah, and then avoid the common problem of thinking of your response as they're talking to you. Because I think for me, it's an anxiety thing. Like I mm. want to, I want to say something properly when they, right. when it's my turn to talk. Yeah. And you, you will, especially if you hear everything they're trying to say, like if you hear everything they say, your response is going to be much better. So just telling that anxiety to t- kind of take a back seat, like, hey, it'll be okay. I don't need to think about what I'm going to say. Everything will be okay in this conversation. So yeah. that's a huge active listening tip that's helped me. Yeah. I love that. And I found that to be true as well. I, find that to be more true when there's a pause before I speak, you know? Like we, Zuko wants to get on, to, on a chair so bad. He's just growling. Jump up. All right, good boy. So when people are talking with us, we want to respond like quick, right? We want to be quick and get a response out there. But there's nothing wrong with just waiting five seconds after a response and like nodding your head, showing them that you're really thinking. And then give a genuine response. So that's those are things that have helped me. Yeah. All right. Part two. Part two. We have uh, common communication issues in relationships. Very nice. Yeah. So let's talk about some common problems. First one, I mean, if you just flip the four pillars mm-hmm. that we talk about with Tony, is one of his pillars, uh, questions before comments, comments before questions. If someone comes up to you like your spouse and says, I've had such a long day, and then you make a comment like, oh, me too. It probably wasn't as hard as mine. Something like that. You get that. Or you try to go into problem solving mode. Yep. It's a problem one. solving mode. Exactly. That's what I struggle with. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I think that's what most guys will struggle with out there. Holla at your boys. They... <laughs> I couldn't keep it straight for that one. They'll struggle, All us guys struggle with, uh, we want to fix things, right? We want to make sure that other people are are uh, well off and we want to be problem solvers, to be the hero, but not all the time. All the time, that's not going to be uh, helpful, really. Yeah, so avoid that tendency to, to lean right into problem solving and 
don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, yeah. And the biggest one that I, the reason that I kind of prompted this episode topic was this idea of, um, like misinterpretations within conversation. So what, like part two of this little episode, like what is the common communication problems is simply misunderstandings, misinterpretations, and, mm. um, an irresponsibility for how you communicate what you're trying to say. Yeah. And so, and I don't know, I don't even know what class I was taking. I'm sure it was just one of my marriage, many marriage classes that I've taken or just like couples classes that I've taken, um, talked about, uh, encoding errors versus decoding errors. So within communication, within even like computation and computers, there's encoding and decoding. Encoding is how the message is sent or put out, how it is, is put out into the world. So for me talking with my wife, me encoding a message is telling her something, Hey, I'm having a hard time with this fill in the phrase, a decoding as part of the conversation. That's the second part of a conversation. That is how that encoded message is being understood. So I sent out a message, I encoded it. Now, how is the person I'm talking to interpreting it and decoding it? So within conversations, within communications and relationships, any type of relationship, really, we're kind of talking about marriage today. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that there is either an encoding error, a decoding error, or both. So an encoding error, meaning you're putting off the wrong message. You're saying something that you're trying to say something, but it doesn't come off the way you're planning to. And it's hard to decode it properly because it's not encoded properly. The message is not put out right. A decoding error would mean you say that you, you, you encode it properly. You you fully describe and explain what you're trying to say in a, in a way that is responsible and clear. But the person listening to you doesn't decode it properly. There's some type of decoding problem because they have a different perception. They're taking it in the wrong context. They're not listening properly. They decode it wrong. Or more commonly, it's both. The person encoding puts mm -hmm. off the wrong message. And the person decoding it takes that message the wrong way. So that's kind of what we see in relationships. It's kind of what I want to talk about today more more depth in regards to why we even doing this episode topic, but that's what you're going to run into a lot with communication problems is when you're talking with someone and you see in the conversations just always go south. Are you encoding your conversation properly? You're part of the conversation or are you decoding the person improperly or both, which is probably the case. Yeah. So look out for that. It takes practice too to properly convey what you're trying to say, because there are so many factors that can go into that. Like you can say things super nicely, but if you have an angry face, then that encoding, there was a slight error. I don't know what it would be called in the actual coding world. If you made an error while you're encoding a bug, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That was a bug in your encoding process. And so you got to, got to go back and fix it. But unfortunately, the thing with communication is you can say something and they can take it the wrong way and not give you a second chance. So you got to be careful with that. Um, <laughs> sorry, just looking at you from the corner of sorry, my I'm eye. Sorry, I'm stretching. <laughs> We're standing and Austin was stretching. <laughs> it looked really funny. <laughs> we're not looking at each other like we yeah. usually do because we're looking at a computer screen. Yeah. And so it probably looks funny me like doing like naturally <laughs> race stretches over here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this next bullet point talks about technology and how it's impacted relationships. I think that's interesting because it's, I mean... Totally true. This technology is a scapegoat to one, eye contact, two, proper encoding and proper decoding. If you've ever been on your phone, like on Instagram or Facebook, YouTube, and watching a video or looking at posts while someone else is talking to you, you I, I want to make a bet that you'd probably say, huh? Say again? I say that all the time. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> huh? 
because I was watching a video or my attention was somewhere else as my wife or friends were talking to me and I just wasn't listening. And so same thing with, with um, encoding. If you're trying to tell someone something but you're on your phone, your attention is divided, that encoding is going to have a lot of bugs in it and has a higher chance of them decoding that message in a wrong way, in an unhelpful way. So that's a good point, chat GPT. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And the last issue that it says to address in part two here, um, common problems, is it says to address the issues related to power dynamics and how they can affect communication. I'm not quite sure where it's going with that. might be that there might be a weird power, power dynamic within a relationship. Just like patriarchy? Maybe, yeah. And also within a relationship, if someone's more of a pursuer, someone's a, a distancer, maybe within a codependent relationship too. Um, but if you're finding yourself in a relationship where someone is more submissive and someone is more dominant, that can be both a man or a woman in both of those roles. It just depends on the dynamic of the relationship. More commonly, the do the dominant person is going to be the male and the submissive person is going to be the female because of the cultural aspects that we have going into it. But it can go both ways. But in communication, if someone is more submissive, they're more likely to just, I don't know, more likely to just kind of sit back and not say what they actually want to say, not ask clarifying questions. They're going to take what they hear and just sit with it. They're not going to yeah. clarify it. And then... That will, short term, you can get over conversations pretty quickly just because you're being submissive and the dominant person is getting what they want. But over time, that's going to create um, cracks in the foundation of that marriage. So if there is a weird power dynamic and you have a hard time being dominant, not being dominant, being more um, setting boundaries, I guess, within a conversation mm -hmm. and being more, uh, know, what's the word for like putting your foot down? I don't know what the word for that would be. I can't think of it right now. Um just being more comfortable with that is going to help a relationship as well. Weeding out any prior dynamic issues if you're more submissive, more dominant, well, that'll help a lot. Yeah. For part three and four, we can just combine these. Uh, part three is improving communication in your relationship, and part four is maintaining strong communication. So when it comes to improving communication, we've talked about this quite a bit. Like this first, this first uh, point is when talking – Use I statements and avoid blaming. We've talked about that a lot. And if you mm -hmm. go to any like marriage course, uh, parenting course, you're going to hear this. You want to use I statements when it comes to expressing how you feel, when it comes to encoding. Because when people are blamed or they get their fingers pointed at them, then our walls tend to go up. We need to, we need to defend that ego, mm -hmm. right? When we feel our ego is being attacked... If we're being blamed for something, we put up our walls, and that just makes communication that much harder. Yeah, there's this cliche phrase that I've always used, but um, it's blame and shame have no place in the communication game. Oh, it's, just, it's never going to help. It's always going to make things worse because there may be someone who, because there's a difference between like blame and shame and guilt. Some people are guilty of doing things. Like you actually did cause that problem, but yeah. blaming and shaming them for that isn't going to help much. Yeah. especially when it comes to communicating in a relationship. The next bullet point for part three here says, discuss the importance of empathy and understanding in communication. I think this is, it's really broad and we could go along with this for a long time, but I think it's really important that when you're, when someone's talking to you and this kind of goes into the leaning in for the four mm -hmm. pillars of communication and not being a victim. Um, but being able to, to swallow your pride a little bit and try to see yourself through that person's shoes and then vice versa um, of how, why they're saying the thing that they're saying and why they chose to talk to you about this thing. It's not just because they're crazy or that they're wrong. It's because they actually had something they needed to say and something's yeah. bothering them. And 
maybe you actually should take this seriously. And um, I think it's easy to brush certain things off, especially if you don't fully understand what's going on. But if you're more empathetic, a little more understanding about what's being said to you, naturally, the conversation is going to flow better and the person you're speaking with is going to feel heard a lot more. And that's really what it comes down to. Like in, in communication, person, it's easy to be listened to. Like hearing your words is quite simple. You can hear someone's words and not understand what they're saying. Like imagine, try talking to someone that speaks a language that you don't speak. You're yeah. you're hearing, you're listening to what they say, but you're not hearing what they're saying, or vice versa. Yeah, um, you're not understanding. So try your best to understand why the person is saying what they're saying, rather than just what they're saying. Yeah. Now we'll go into part four: maintaining strong communication. So when it comes to maintaining strong communication, Chat GPT says, let's see the first point. The importance of ongoing communication, how to maintain it. So that's the thing, is when you start to improve on your communication with your spouse, with your friends, with your coworkers, whatever it is, you want to keep that topic kind of towards the top of discussion. So don't let it go back to the bottom of priorities once you prioritize it. Prioritize it. Prioritize it. Prioritize it. Once you prioritize it, keep it prioritized. And work on it periodically and always bring it up. If there's something that, like if you had a conversation with your coworker that didn't go well and you're trying to improve communication, bring it up. Say, hey, we had that conversation that didn't go well. How can we improve it? Like what did we do that was unhelpful? How can we make it more helpful for next time? Yeah, I think another big thing we kind of touched on a little bit today is the importance of humility in a relationship and just conversations in general. Being able to swallow your pride and your tongue just for a yeah. second and listen yeah. and try to understand what the other person is saying and not thinking that they're wrong or that your answer is right. Um, humility is going to play a huge role in, fe- in effectively communicating more because you're going to have to be able to sit down and be like, okay, this person has something to say. I might not have the answer. I might not have um, a better response. I might not have a rebuttal. I'm just here to listen and give you my ear and my full understanding and my ability to try to give empathy. So humble yourself and um, that's going to take a lot of work. That's a whole episode on itself. Yeah. But avoid that first tendency to to jump in, think they're wrong, comment before you question, all that good stuff. Yeah. And kind of circling back to what we started this conversation with, um, it's obvious that divorces and breakups and separations are complex, multifaceted issues. That There's a lot of things that go into it. And so communication, just because you communicate wrong doesn't mean you're going to get divorced or whatever. There's a lot of reasons that that happens over a long period of time, typically. But there's a strong correlation between lack of communication and feelings of of separation and outcomes of divorce. Very, very strong correlation there. And so if you're finding yourself struggling with your spouse or significant other, fiance, whatever it may be, or just people that you work with or are around, people in your family, understand that, again, it's a multifaceted issue, why that could be happening, but I think it's important to remember the the topic of encoding and decoding. Are you putting off the wrong message or, or do you feel like they're interpreting it wrong? What vibe are you putting off? And Nick was saying, like, do you feel like when people are listening to you, they, do they really care? Do they really think that I care? Like, why are people struggling to talk to me? Do I put off the wrong vibe? And um, really lean in to what someone's saying. Believe what they say rather than questioning them on it. Because there's no yeah. problem with asking questions when you start questioning them on what they're feeling and what they're saying. That's where communication shuts down. Walls go up. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that was really Chat GPT's uh, episode. The podcast was, outline. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, 
you can you can the cool thing about chat gpt here too is you can ask it to elaborate on any of those bullet points and it would so for example it says uh share strategies to resolving conflicts and handling disagreements in a healthy way you can put that same line in chat gpt and it would share strategies for that very same thing so pretty cool just make sure to double check your sources and stuff if you use chat gpt just know it can be wrong yeah. but uh use it as a tool for research not a, right. an end all for research yep it's just another tool. It's just another Google that talks back to you, really. Yeah, a little bit, and it dumbs down things really well, which I like. Yeah, and you can tell it to dumb it down. You can say, Make explain this in a way that a five-year-old would understand, mm-hmm. and it would. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This is really fun for us, actually. Well, we'll probably do this more in the future, yeah. just for fun. I mean, yeah, we'll probably do it more in the future. And uh, if you have any ideas on what you want us to do, do an episode on or ask Chat GPT, we can totally do one. We'll do a live reaction for you. Cool. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, Danny D, take us out. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah.